Hello and welcome to Film Inquiries, the latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases. And in a twist, this week we're talking about the career of... He really hasn't done that many twists before. Everyone says that, but he hasn't. I'm about to get real defensive this entire podcast. This episode, we're we're doing a, a special look at the career of M. Night Shyamalan. I have on the podcast. You haven't been here in a while. Hunter Hunter <coughs> Heilman. I was just thinking about it. Don't yeah, die. I it's okay. Yeah, I haven't. That's, um, yeah, I'm on the beach that makes you old. Yeah, what's with that? Why haven't you invited me back, Jesse? I don't know. It's been, it's been a busy month. You you feel free to come back as often as you want. You know you got you got a spot here. Um, I'll just take your job. I'm cool. Okay. I'll just take <laughs> over from here. Bye uh well so for this special m night Shyamalan episode um we're doing this obviously in honor because old m night Shyamalan's new movie just came out i feel like both you and i liked it um although we'll kind of wait to talk about it until the the end of the episode um for now though i kind of want to pose a question to you which is like how do you feel about m night Shyamalan? because i feel like of the the kind of major filmmakers of my lifetime he is someone who brings out very heated reactions with people, yeah. whether or not they they come to his defense and think he is one of the underrated auteurs of world cinema, even. I know the French in particular are big fans of M. Night Shyamalan, apparently, or people who think he's done like one or two good movies and like think he's mostly like a crappy director i don't know oh how do you how do you think so about much night? sense now that french people like them because i like weird french movies like weird french Ca- genre cashier's cinema. de cinema put like the village in, in like their top 10 of the 2000s or something why does this make so out? much perfect sense to me now now i understand oh my god okay so um yeah i am a pretty fervent m night Shyamalan apologist um with the exception of a few things we'll get to but like yeah. for the most part when we're talking about his like original films like the ones that are very distinctly M. Night Shyamalan that aren't like franchise pieces I really I really like M. Night Shyamalan because I do consider him to be somewhat of an auteur in that like his work is incredibly distinct and it's strange it's very strange distinct it's not it's not as marketable as I think a lot of people still think it is like I'm honestly surprised that he's still making movies with like universal like majorly on on much smaller like budgets it should be noted yes. i mean he's he's definitely not operating in the like mid budget like he's not getting like 40 50 million for a movie now he's maybe yeah. getting like 10 at the most this was eight old was 18 18 okay. million but old is also his first film that he's made since like after earth that wasn't funded by blumhouse this one was just right. by universal so i mean he's got more of a budget there than i think he got for split and the visit i think glass might have had a higher budget because that was supposed to be like a big thing still but... still a pretty small budget i think it was only about yeah. like a 12 million dollar budget million. Or, so... or yeah something around it's those it's, lines. it's but... i remember it's much smaller than what you would think it would be with what I, that cast i mean that's the thing you really think you really think about it and it's like it's not a very big movie at all now that i'm no no like kind of looking back at it but um but yeah i i find that his his direction style in particular his writing style as well i find it very distinct and i find it very off-putting at all mm-hmm. times there's never a point in a night Shyamalan movie with the exception of a few things where i feel truly comfortable at any given point 
Um, I would say early Shyamalan kind of lured you into that false sense of security with like the Sixth Sense and, you know, like the village sort of. But for the most part, there is always this like underlying, what the fuck are you about to do to me, Mr. Shyamalan, that is going to either derail this or just completely like sell me on it. And most of the time I get sold on it. Maybe not always for the same amounts, same values, but um, I, I usually come around to most of them um, with a big asterisk uh, for some of them. Um, but for the most part, even like some of his like lesser recognized films, I do find a lot of value in. And uh, I think he is kind of entering a second, like a, not even like a renaissance. It's more like a second puberty of like, you're just kind of, he's like coming into his like, maybe not final form he's not old but like you know he's just maturing yeah. into a new form while still kind of keeping a little bit of what made Shyamalan Shyamalan but Shyamalan now is very different from Shyamalan in the early 2000s versus the 2010s and I think public opinion has has guided that a fair amount but I think um I think he's coming into something that I personally really really love this kind of I mean old is decidedly more of a horror film than a lot of his other films have been that have been kind of like just a little just a thriller and i think having something that is so kind of straightforward and ridiculous but you know like fun and unique that's something i really like seeing from him that you just don't get from a lot of directors you get more consistency from other directors but you don't always get that like excitement of i genuinely don't know what he's going to do next yeah, I think he kind of has... In a safe, non-controversial, not Paul Schrader talking on Facebook kind of way. Uh-oh. What? I, I, I briefly saw that yesterday. Paul Schrader says something crazy again. Um, he said something regarding, like, the N-word and how he can't say it or something. It was bad. It was Uh-oh. one of the worst It was one of the worst ones he's done, because a lot of times it's kind of like, ooh, you're treading on a very thin line right now, Paul. But this time it was like, no, you're entirely out of pocket. I see you. And I know Focus Focus Features is just like panicking right now. Oh, yeah, because they have the... I'm still the excited for counter. that movie. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see we'll how see. far it goes. Yeah, because at uh, some point it, it might be releasing on the Daily Wire by the time it comes out. Oh, so. no. Uh, well, back to more positive stuff. Um, Yeah, I, I think kind of to your point about M. Night having these kind of... uh distinct eras there, there's really three big ones and then there's kind of like a fourth small one like the, there's a fourth tiny one that's kind of like pre-six cents because i don't know how many of our yeah. listeners will know this but m night Shyamalan has two movies that he made prior to the six cents um, and a very popular one that he wrote that i didn't know until i was like Stuart little Stuart Little. I didn't yeah. know that he did that. He did rewrites for She's All That. Like, yeah. he was kind of, like, all over the place before he kind of found his footing. But, um, not gonna lie, I really like Stuart Little, so I'm gonna give him that one. I haven't seen Stuart Little since I was a kid. But I did catch up with... So, I, it should be mentioned his first film, Praying with Anger. I don't think it was ever officially released here in the United States. It played the festival circuit. I I haven't watched it because the only version of it available to see for the public that i'm aware of is a very very low quality kind of like blurry pirated version that gets put up on youtube every now and then and i tried to watch it the other night and it was just like such low quality that i was like i don't i don't think i can 
I could barely l- watch this. Um, but notable that like he stars in it, um, and it's basically just about like an Indian teenager who, uh, or an Indian American teenager who goes back to India, um, to learn a little bit more about his family. Um, it it is a movie that, as I understand, is is very connected to like searching for yourself spiritually which also kind of fits in with his second movie, which I watched for the first time last week. Uh, and <laughs> I I don't know how proud he is of it. It's, it's called Wide Awake. Um, it is another kind of coming-of-age story that has these, like, very heavy faith themes to it. Like, it basically is kind of like a, a Christian faith movie. It's about, like, a little, like, 11-year-old boy who's, like, searching for God and, the, like the spiritual purpose to his life after his grandfather dies and people like Dennis Leary and Rosie O'Donnell have supporting parts in it. It, it got a very, very small release. Um, it is one of those Miramax movies that was affected by good old Harvey scissor hands. And so I think the story from what I've heard is that the, the version that exists, which I, I do not think it, I would not recommend to anyone to watch if you haven't seen it, unless you're trying to be like, a completist um but i i think it was interesting to watch because it is it's not a thriller it's it's a like family movie and even though i don't think it works i think seeing that he started out trying to make these like very faith-based coming-of-age stories is notable as you get into like some of the other movies which i think you know when we get to stuff like signs or I don't know, just so many, or even the kind of, like, unbreakable trilogy, like, there's so much about, like, faith and about God in those movies that um, I probably would not have picked up on if I hadn't have, like, watched this earlier movie of his, as well as, like, revisiting a bunch of the new ones. Have Have you seen either Praying With Anger no. or Wide Awake before? Okay. No. We, we, we don't... I... Was not expecting to discuss them much, but I thought notable to bring them up because it it is Wide Awake, especially, is just such a like, oh, this is a totally different kind of movie. It, it doesn't feel like an M Night Shyamalan movie at all. As but also like you see the the sort of nugget of ideas that maybe he would inject into uh, more of his thrillers later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but. Maybe we should next pivot to kind of I think his his peak period, if only of like peak is in like Shyamalan as one of the like two or three biggest Hollywood directors working, which really kicks off in nineteen ninety nine with the Sixth Sense. You and I did a podcast a few years back talking about while, the Sixth yeah, Sense. Yeah, a while back. Um, I remember both of us enjoying revisiting it i i think i was surprised at how well it held up um i personally think this still remains his pound for pound best movie would you still agree with that or is there another one that you you kind of are called to more no i mean it really is i kind of hate being that person it's like shaman peaked with the sixth sense i'm like yeah but like that's not saying his other stuff isn't good i'm not saying there's, that the yeah there's interesting the, stuff in the other movies it's just i think like start to finish is this is the most so satisfying of them yeah. it's the most satisfying i think it, it he does kind of play it a little bit closer to the chest with this than he does like what he does now um right. but 
I, I do appreciate so much going on in it. I think it's absolutely wonderfully acted. Um, remember it's Yeah, which through... is not something I would say for his other movies that we yeah. we can get into is like the, the performances in here across the board, I think, remember are, are when Bruce pretty Bruce Willis great. can be in a movie and it's generally regarded as well acted? Do you remember when he <laughs> could do that? He's just not like curmudgeon-y on, on set. Um, but yeah, and I think The Sixth Sense is just like, I think in context it holds up so well too of like, he was like 28 when he made it. Which is insane. Was young, first major, like, major, major movie. Like, obviously Wide Awake didn't pull even that much money or that much. No. So, you know, everyone thinks Sixth Sense is his first film. And in a sense, it really is. Um... And yeah, I mean, Bruce Willis is great, and obviously Haley Joel Osment. The big, I, I mean, I can't say that she's underrated because she's the only one who was nominated for an Oscar for it. But Tony Collette is just Haley, Haley Joel was nominated. He he got a supporting was he actor. Yeah, he got a supporting actor. Oh. He just lost to um Michael Caine for My Cider House Rules, Caine's second Oscar yeah. in a movie that no one talks about. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, and. So it does it does suck kind of acknowledging that the best was his first one and everyone has failed to um capture the the magic of that but you also have to consider just literally how much went right with that film. Yeah, and I think the the sort of zero expectations of that movie of that that is a kind of true word of mouth phenomenon when it came out yeah. um that I don't I think is next to impossible to happen today especially from like an unknown filmmaker and i think you and i when we did a podcast about it a few years back um noted that you know it's it's pretty understated as far as yeah. horror movies go like especially it's, as Shyamalan horror films go yeah you know? it's it's way more kind of it, it has more in common with like 90s prestige drama than it does with a horror movie um and and i think so much of its its legacy is also you know, we we should just do. I don't have any alcohol with me, but we should have just done like a drink every time someone mentions twist. But I I do think the the twist of the sixth sense, which I I just have to ask, were you aware of it? Like, did you know what it was the first time you saw it? No, no, I did not. Oh, I okay. Saw, See, I, I, saw I, the I did. Six, yeah, so I saw the sixth sense like when I was like ten. It was right around the time that like I remember we got a. We were going to Blockbuster a lot, and it was right around the time that Netflix started up. And we mm -hmm. used to use the Blockbuster mailing service before we got Netflix. And I remember it was, like, right around the time my mom was starting to, like, introduce darker things to us. Like, I think it was, like, Sleepy Hollow kind of ripped the band-aid yeah. off. And then from there, it was like, okay, we'll backtrack to some of the PG-13 ones now. Uh, and The Sixth Sense was one of them. And I, I knew, like, I see dead people. But I didn't know mm -hmm. anything else about it. So um, I'll be honest, the first time I watched it, because I was so young, I didn't fully pick up on, like, the like the thing until it was, like, the very, very end. And my mom mm -hmm. had to kind of explain it to me. Then I was like, oh, holy shit. That's crazy. And then yeah. I just kind of moved on because I couldn't, like, I couldn't appreciate that at the time. So... Yeah, um, I was about the same age, but I think one of my cousins had had yeah. ruined ruined it of just sort of I think there was a new Shyamalan movie coming out and there was all, you know, this is still in that peak period. I think it was probably like Lady in the Water or something. I think that was it for and, me as well. Cuz I remember like seeing Lady in the Water. I'm like that looks pretty, but it also looks kind of scary and I don't want to see it. 
Yeah, and so I, I, I think one of my cousins like told me about some of his other movies. It was either Lady in the Water or The Village, like one of those coming out, and yeah. then that's what, how I was told of like, oh, he made this movie where like you think Bruce Willis is this therapist, and then he's actually a, a ghost. Sorry, spoiler for anyone who like one of the more famous movie twists of all time, but yeah. um. Yeah, and then it just for like a period of time when I was like in middle school, probably it was like ABC Family. That's what that's had it on TV like every Halloween, and so it was just something that was just constantly on TV when I was a kid. It's like Disney. It's like a Disney. It's technically a Disney property, and is like just just enough that you could edit it down to TV PG if you really needed to. Um. So let's maybe go to some of the other movies. Um, I, I would say the others that kind of follow in this this quote-unquote peak period where he's really at the top of the world. And by top of the world, I mean like, I think it's a, it's a Time Magazine cover. It's either Time Magazine or like Newsweek or something that has, it's him, I think it was around the time Signs came out. And if you've not seen this image, it's like him in a cornfield and he has like, a bracelet i think it's like a shark tooth necklace or it's like he looks like a surfer and it just the the title is like the next spielberg question i don't even think it has a question mark it's just like they're already calling him the next spielberg yeah and it yeah it's newsweek i i just I'm, i looked it up yikes yeah it's 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 not hard to see like why I, I even interviews of him from this time period I've seen. I think he believed into the hype of like I am the next like great auteur pop auteur filmmaker and the other movies. I mean, he if make... people told me that, I'd believe it. If <laughs> yeah, people went I mean... out of their way to tell me that and make like f- magazine covers with it, hell yeah, I'd drink that Kool Aid. Yeah, and so like the other three movies he kind of makes in this period, Unbreakable, which I think is pretty good. Um, I'm not as, yeah, I'm not as in love with it as some other people are, um, wasn't a huge hit at the time, I think due to it's kind of like vague marketing and all the hype being, this is like, I think a year after the sixth sense, I think people were, it was met with a little bit of a shrug, although now it's reputation, I think has, has grown exponentially. Um, as well as it's just kind of like a movie that I, mean, I think it's was a his little only ahead. film that has a sequel. Uh, well, I mean, I guess spoilers yeah. too, but like you know, it, it, it came from that though. Yeah, I think it's also a little ahead of its time in that like this is right, like this is the same year X Men comes out, and Unbreakable yeah. is essentially like his deconstruction of the superhero origin story. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I. Uh, I got a credit. I don't know why I remember this little factoid, but several years back, like I remember Quentin Tarantino put together a list of like his favorite movies that had come out since he had started making movies. And he mm-hmm. had Unbreakable on there and described it as like, um, I think this was when I first saw it. He described it as like, what if Superman lived among us, but didn't know he was Superman. Mm-hmm. And I think the the reputation of this movie has only grown as we've, superhero movies and superhero mythology has only become more central to the culture but the movie wasn't really sold on that at the time and superhero movies weren't really that popular at the time and so i feel like people sort of didn't know what to think of it but um i i kind of like it it's a little too it's very dour it's very kind of like restrained 
and um yes it's, it, it i can see of, it really is unmarketable like yeah and that's not a like that's not a pun like it genuinely is it's a tough movie to sell especially to the audiences of 2000 i feel right. like it'd be much easier to sell to us today and then but then glass came along and kind of was like the advanced stage of that and it was like you kind of had to be right kind of in the know from the beginning and it's tough it, to be yeah curve that much it, it was sort of maybe we can talk about like the the two movie we can kind of jump ahead a little bit and talk about the two movies that connect to this i mean yeah. he he comes back to this universe with split and then which i was marketed and sold as basically its own standalone movie but then at the end there's this like post-credit sequence that's like oh it's actually in the same universe as unbreakable and then yeah. he kind of uses how successful split was as a sort of like backdoor sequel to kind of get his sort of unofficial unbreakable sequel that he had been wanting to get made since Mm -hmm. that movie, which is glass. Um, How do you feel about both of those movies? I like split um, a fair bit, especially when it came out, it really impressed me because it was really the first, I mean, Shyamalan had made The Visit, which I think is fine. I think it's a nice control, like, variable to introduce to, like, a a renaissance. But mm-hmm. Split was the first one where I was like, oh, bro, okay, you're bad. Or, like, you're at least trying. I see that you are really putting forth the effort, really, like, trying to build something like good on its own and then kind of calling back to like hey remember all those movies from before you guys started hating me um like let's pull that back a little bit uh glass i don't think is as successful um however i don't dislike it i feel like my thoughts have like improved on it from when i first saw it i don't think i loved it when i first saw it and i still can't say that i do but I still think it's solid. I think he's doing a lot of really interesting visual stuff with glass that mm-hmm. you, uh, I think really did kind of carry on from both split and unbreakable. I think this one's a lot more like almost surreal in a sense, yeah. but um, I think it carries on the stories relatively well for the most part. I think it carries on the split story a little bit better to be completely honest just because it it does like benefit so much from the recency of the last film um but i think it's relatively strong it is a strange movie yeah i don't i don't remember particularly liking it when it came out i i did not get a chance to revisit those two for this podcast i tried to revisit ones that like i hadn't seen in a really really long time um, I'm a little bit mixed on Split. I I love it when it's just this like pulp, very like silly pulpy thriller with like James mm-hmm. McAvoy as this person with mul- like multiple personalities and um you know has uh Anya Taylor Joy and is it Haley yeah. Lou Richardson is one of the other girls? Yeah, Haley Ru- Haley yeah. Haley Lou Richardson and Jessica Sula, who I know from Skins when I was younger gotcha yeah i mean Uh, when it's just sort of like these teenage girls kind of like kidnapped by this like crazy multiple personality disorder guy and it's like very very it's just sort of like a pure pulp kind of fun trash movie i really really like it and then for me it sort of makes a switch in its sort of back half to like this is a serious movie about childhood trauma and mental illness and stuff and when it makes that 
tw- when it makes that pivot, I'm a little like, okay, I'm not with you. You can't have both. You can't be the sort of like goofy, pulpy monster movie as well as like, oh, this is actually about like the the trauma we can carry with each other from when when we experience pain as a child. Um, yeah. So that that's sort of my mixed feelings about Split, and then I feel like my the thing that didn't work for me with Glass is sort of like a reverse of the Unbreakable issue, which is like Unbreakable was almost too ahead of its time, and Glass is almost too late to the party of all yeah. the kind of deconstructing he's trying to do about the superhero mythology. I just found kind of like eye rolling and was like, I've been beaten over the head with this for the last 10 years and of like you basically boiling your movie down to like but what if it was all true the stories the heroes what if gods and comic books and the bible what if it was all the same what if those people really existed that all all that stuff i was just like i've i've been hearing this kind of like thesis breakdown for years and years but i know i know plenty of people who have made like really interesting defenses of that movie and a lot of the like subversive storytelling stuff he's doing in that i will also say uh the years have not been kind to bruce willis and it really showed in glass where i was like sir this is not a grindstone entertainment direct to dvd release let's stop acting like it like hustle um but everyone else was fine everyone else Um, is having a ball in that movie glasses i think glass is fine but i don't i don't love it yeah well let's I'm glad we kind of like talked about those movies in sort of a, yeah. a, a grouping. Um, if we go back to kind of this two th- early 2000s peak. So Unbreakable, a little bit of a like underwhelming shrug, although like gains more of a reputation later on. And I feel like is now kind of rivals Sixth Sense as his, his best movie in a lot of people's eyes. Then the two he does after that are Signs and The Village. Signs, which is a huge hit i think a little bit of a mixed reception um how do you feel about signs this was one that was huge for me as a kid like i remember this coming out being an event i remember seeing it as a kid later on dvd i like signs i think signs is good um i don't think it's his best but i also think it's like some of some of the better like acting from Shyamalana. i think we start to see like the uncanny valley type of approach to things kind of mm-hmm. begin after signs. So like, God, please don't strike me down. Please don't send me to hell. Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson's really good in this movie. Um, Interesting. I, I, he isn't, he's, there's one person in this movie who I do, I guess technically too, but one person out of the main cast that I think is really good in it, but it's not him. Oh no, I do think, I mean, I think pretty much everyone is. I like, I really like Joaquin Phoenix in it too. It's a he's, lot of he's the one person that I think yeah. is like hitting the right note yeah. for this this movie. He's a little it's a little campy, but like so is Signs and like mm-hmm. but I think that's one thing that I've really always liked about Shyamalan is like on paper I feel like a lot of his films sound really stupid and some of them like on screen also are too. Um yeah. but like I think something like Signs is one where if you just like read the synopsis to it it's just like this is some this is crazy like what the fuck like i had forgotten how much of a this kind of is the one that really connected with like what i mentioned earlier about his interest in faith like i'd forgotten this was basically like a christian faith movie like about how like 
of a pastor who's lost his yep. faith learns to to find it again through surviving an alien invasion and how yep. like all the like things he thinks are um little just like unfortunate inconveniences and coincidences are actually part of like god's larger plan to save his family and it's i i had totally forgotten about all of that stuff in this movie yeah so it's it like on paper it really is just like oh like what i don't i really don't get what what is he going for here but when you actually see it on screen it really does work out more and it really does like actually work as a thriller overall i think it's one of his eeriest movies yeah i think this is the one that is sort of like scary yeah this is the one that for me that really like crystallizes i i think most of my thoughts about Shyamalan of like Mm -hmm. it it contains i think some of his best filmmaking like you mentioned it, it is very very it's got this like great pace to it and this great sense of build up to the suspense to the suspense sequences mm-hmm. and like i remember that that one the the sort of like the birthday party video of the alien like being the yeah. scariest thing i'd ever seen as a kid yeah and i mean it's just those little haunting moments that i think kind of stick with you with signs as opposed to like the grander themes mm-hmm. that I think Warren is marketable with signs, so they didn't really focus that much on it in the same way that like it's about it's about the destination as opposed to the journey with like the sixth sense or yeah um the village or something like that. This one I feel like really benefits from the build up and mm-hmm. then luckily like he doesn't try too hard to like make a twist. Yeah. Which I think I, I... Yeah, you know, I this think... is one of the ones where I'm like, y'all, why do we keep saying his movies have twists? This movie doesn't have a twist. It's yeah, just it's smart. not a twist. It's just pretty smartly written. Yeah, it's it's more of a just sort of like things that you thought were insignificant early on yeah. are actually like, you know, there's a, a grander purpose for it. It doesn't sort of like re... Yeah. When I think of a twist, you know, when we'll talk about like the, the village and, you know, when we talked about um, The Sixth Sense, like to me a twist sort of like re phrases um what happened before in the movie it sort of recontextualizes everything you saw and that doesn't really happen it's just sort of like this this like light bulb moment that the mel gibson character has yeah um i I think my problem with signs i i will admit i kind of had a hoot watching it and i think in in sort of uh as much as it is an example of i think how great of a visual storyteller Shyamalan can be Mm-hmm. It also is kind of the quintessential movie for how, like, he kind of doesn't understand human behavior. Like, I remember my my thought rewatching it <laughs> about a month ago was like, so all the people in this movie, kind of except for Joaquin Phoenix, but all the people are acting like they're aliens trying to mimic human behavior and it's clearly like not working. <laughs> um, it's like, it's like, I don't know if you've seen the show, um, this is a bit of a stretch, but the like, uh, I think you should leave. Oh yes, I have seen. I think the, so. You should okay, leave. so yeah. the, the the most recent with like where he's the the old man suit and everyone's just like looking around. Like, I've that's, seen that's a person I've, in a suit clearly. Yeah, but also I've 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 seen so many tweets of that with like went to the beach for the day and it's like a before and after picture. Um, yeah. Uh, the, yes. the, no one everyone behaves so weirdly here and like i 
I, especially because, like, you know, this is me getting a little bit personal. Like, I think one of the things that appealed to me about this movie when I was a kid is it is about, like, a family going through a loss and going through grief. Yeah. And, but the behavior of everyone in it is so bizarre and so weird. And it's just sort of like, why are these people acting like, like, why is he talking to his child like this? And mm-hmm. and all this stuff like that. And I think it, it, it hurts the more personal aspect of the movie and makes for a lot of um, very funny, unintentional comedy. But I think the suspense aspect of it is like, is, is pretty masterful filmmaking. It's yeah, just, I, I, I don't think he knows how to write convincing people or sort of with the exception of maybe phoenix here get his actors to like convincingly um speak that dialogue or convey those emotions okay (laughs) i see you i recognize you i respect you it is i also agree with you Uh (laughs) uh-huh but it's also kind of the reason i love it Oh, I I think it's a fun movie, even though I think it's oh, it's part of my fun is kind of like laughing how of I just, like why are these yeah. people acting this way? This is so stupid. <laughs> I just mean in general with Shyamalan too of like I like the alien feel to everything of mm-hmm. nothing is right, and I and you know what that might not be intentional. He might just be a shitty writer or like doesn't know how to direct actors. I don't think that's particularly true. However, I can agree that a lot of it feels stilted and like it, this is throughout pretty much his entire career, but it's that like weird, odd uncanniness to it all that hits with me. I love mm-hmm. it. I love that. I don't like feeling safe when I'm watching a movie. I like to think these people are fucked up, but I don't, I can't really tell why. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't implicitly trust these people. I don't know why I automatically think that everyone is somehow out to get me as a viewer. I just really like that. Um, And I can see how others absolutely hate it, especially because there are ways, I think there are other ways to kind of sow those feelings Mm -hmm. without having to make such a big uh, kind of, I guess, tonal change. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of French, like French horror films where everything Mm. is just a little, just skewed a little bit to where it's not so in your face, but also, you know, there's no surprise when something turns into a horror film because everything feels off from the start. Uh, and I, let's talk about, I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the village, which I'm really fascinated to hear your thoughts on. Cause I, I had only seen this once when uh-huh. I was probably about 12 and yeah. I remembered kind of some of the, I remembered the, the twist in it, but that's about like all I remembered and rewatching it. This was the most interesting one to rewatch for me. Cause um, I'm pretty mixed on this movie after seeing it. The first, the first half though, the first half I was like, people are wrong. This is a masterpiece. We need to, we need to like to harken back to another podcast. You and I did, we need to pull some, revisionist cinema on this yeah. this needs, needs, needs to be like one of the great um you know like folk horror movies of all time and then the second half of the movie i think once the movie sort of reveals itself i think my opinion on it shifted pretty radically and it's got to talk about the twist in this movie i think i need to compare it to the twist in the sixth sense a little bit 
Um, and I should mention that the, the village was like, it was a hit, but I think this is when like the, the foundation of Shyamalan's career starts getting a little like, you know, the, the ground starts to shake a little bit. And I think people start to get a little annoyed. Um, but uh, I think like, so the twist in the sixth sense, you can watch the movie for the first time, enjoy the movie. You get the twist. You're like, Oh wow. Shocking then you can go back and watch the movie again knowing that twist and it's the movie still works and all of a sudden you're like okay i'm gonna look for kind of like the holes or the bits where like this isn't gonna add up but no everything perfectly adds up to like every time like bruce willis goes to like touch something like i think of there's like the scene where he goes to the restaurant where his wife is having dinner and of like Oh, but didn't he like grab the checkbook of like, oh no, he like reached for it, but she didn't grab it or like the way he like can't open certain doors and stuff. And at first year, and I, I don't know, that whole movie still holds up when you go back and then watch it all over again with him as a ghost and, and everything down to the smallest little detail is considered, um, the village doesn't really work like that to me when immediately, like when I go back to start thinking about that first half of the movie, then all of a sudden nothing makes sense. Once I know what is actually happening with the movie and of like, well, wait, why would this person do this? And like, why would this be happening? If this, um, I'm kind of dancing around the, the, the sort of double twist of that movie, which is basically about a what we think is this like puritan community surrounded by woods and there's monsters in the woods and as we learn spoiler jump ahead like 30 seconds it's 17 years old okay as we learn that the monsters are just sort of the townspeople dressing up in costumes and trying to keep everyone inside and it's actually set in the present day and these are people trying to like escape from society and live in their own little community but there's just so much in the movie from the first half that doesn't make any sense to me after viewing the second half when i go back and rewatch it um but that being said i think it is like roger deacon shot it should also mention that like Shyamalan has a great taste in cinematographers because like tak fujimoto yeah great, uh, great relationship for the most part um yeah they're always pretty yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna look up some of the cinematographers here in a second. Christopher when, Doyle, when I, yeah, the, Christopher uh, Doyle one, shot Lady in the Water. Eyes. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just sort of mixed on the village of like I love the first half, but then the second half to me kind of kills the movie. And yeah. like I said, it it is a twist that I feel like one of the reasons people kind of turned on this movie was it's going for this big aha moment. But then when you're like on your, on the way home and you start to think about it for five seconds, it kind of like collapses the entire movie and it doesn't really make sense. I agree. Um, I haven't seen the village in a couple years, if I'm being completely honest, and I really do need to return to it, but I've always considered it to be his like best looking and just most like wonderfully staged film i would agree yeah definitely um i think it's like him at his most like i guess for lack of a better term filmic Mm -hmm. um and i will say it's not a particularly frightening film but i don't think it really needs to be um Mm -hmm. i really like the world it builds however i do agree that the twist is a little like huh 
that but that ain't got that ain't got shit to do with shit. Like, yeah, I think like an example of what you know, because I was being a little vague, is like, you know, when William Hurt, who's like the town leader, tells Bryce Dallas Howard that the monsters aren't real, but then Shyamalan tries to build this whole suspense sequence around like <laughs> we don't have time to get into the Adrian Brody character if from if you remember it's at all. It's a little but... sus. <laughs> it's a little 2004, but it's fine. It's okay. When, I don't when, think it's when... terribly <laughs> offensive. Just morally reprehensible. <laughs> But when Adrian Brody then puts on one of the monster suits and chases her around in the woods, we're still meant to be scared for her, and she's still scared that it's an actual monster. And then so, like, that whole sequence, you're like, but wait, she knows it's not real. And then there's just a whole bunch of other stuff that from, like, the the town's rituals and what people do to sort of keep others in this community that don't make a whole lot of sense once you know kind of the, the larger scope of what's going on. And I think yeah. there's a lot of really good idea, like this idea of the, the real monsters are in the community and what will these leaders in power do? Like what links will they go to uh, to keep people inside? These people aren't sort of like um, hiding from the woods. They're being sort of held hostage within this, within the sort of outside the wood, in this yeah. little valley they're in. Um, but he just doesn't seem interested in those ideas. He just sort of wants to use it as this big, like, whoa, you didn't see that coming moment. And it, it I don't know. I, I'll, I'll let you I continue, it, but I I'm just I'm so mixed think on it. it. I still think it works. And but and I do think it has like a good like I get the twist. Like I get mm. like how it was made and like kind of societal pressures or like societal tendencies to like instill fear in people as opposed to like trying to get them to act in their best interests or like work in the you know it's a lot um yeah. i do but i on paper it is kind of like huh that doesn't really make sense but i think when it comes together in the whole like narrative and the like message that it's putting across i think it does work is it a little like on the nose a little bit um but i still think it's one of it's one of my favorite Shyamalan movies i think it has definitely his best cast too oh my god i mean i forgot how many people are are in the movie but a lot i must say a lot of people too that like i feel like didn't get bigger until later like jesse eisenberg yeah (laughs) frank kranz like so many different so many like wonderful actors in this like actors who were like established at that point mm-hmm. but also a lot who were like going to establish themselves Sigourney the Weaver, future. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, that's yeah. right. Brendan Gleeson is in it. Uh yeah, great great cast of like like people who have proven themselves and people who are in the process of proving themselves like Joaquin Phoenix and Adrian Brody, like they had both, you know, like Brody had already won the Oscar at that point. Um it's a shame what he's become, but like and then people who had yet to like really show themselves and i think they all have since then um also off topic uh another thing james newton howard put his whole ass into that score oh it's a it's an incredible score i mean like i said i think the the movie's biggest problem is it's is its script like all the other craft in the movie and like i said all the performances except for adrian brody are are really terrific and yeah. it, it, there's a lot of crap budgets on. too so it better yeah you, you hope 
Um, yeah, I, I like the village though. I think it, I think it gets a bad rap and I think it also is just kind of like poorly placed in his career to where it's like, there, there was like, this was like the one film to like either turn it around or kind of keep people or like start the fatigue up. And I think while this movie is better than that, I think the fatigue set it around 2004. And I think that was when kind of the i guess what is perceived as his dark era until around 2015 begins yeah this is also i think when he starts getting labeled with like as you and i said like signs doesn't really have a twist but he gets sort of labeled as like oh he every movie is just a twist like unbreakable kind of unbreakable has a twist sort of I, i guess it's more of a reveal but like yeah, you know it. It that's when that comparison started going out of like, oh, he's a one trick pony or something. Um, time to talk about the dark period, I guess, which um is really I'm gonna, four, I, it's really I'm gonna four sp- movies. Um, but it's spread out over a long period, and they yeah. also like it's just kind of like an unfortunate series of events. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that it was just sort of like one right after another. Yeah. Um. Two of which I think would are going to be really interesting for us to talk about, which are Lady in the Water and The Happening, which I think are both terrible movies, but are like him doing like big swings. Like this is my big vision. Yeah. And then I think the two that just aren't interesting, although it will be fun for us to just kind of make fun of our last airbender and after earth. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. hesitant to even spend that much time on after earth. Cause that's really, he's like a director for hire at that point. Yeah. Like that's a project Will Smith developed with, with, with Jaden and yeah. was meant to be a vehicle for Jaden. And Shyamalan was just sort of like brought on because the name, he was at a like a another just like quick name of like, look who believes in us. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Lady in the Water. I'm just gonna come out the gate. I don't absolutely hate it. I don't really like it. I don't like it. I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's anywhere near his best film. It it definitely does kind of fall near... Not near the bottom, but in, like, this early second half. Um, I think it is underrated in a sense, but I also completely get so much of why people hate it. I do kind of like the the like fluttery fairy tale ish story, but also have with that kind of thriller bite to it. It's not just Mm. like a family film or, you know, anything like that. I think it could be marketed as that, but I, I think it's, it's just a little, it's off in the sense of not in how people interact in the film. I mean, there is that, but yes. that's to be expected by Shyamalan by this point. It was just kind of like, I mean, I think of like the poster of Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. I think the poster for Lady in the Water is beautiful, and it, it's like, a great poster. It promises this really like kind of ethereal, uh, like again fairy tale of a story, and then it's just kind of this like ugly thriller it's not a it's not a well shot film i will say it's kind of ugly despite the fact christopher doyle directed it or Mm -hmm. shot it yeah um and then i just think it spends a little bit too much time with the characters and i don't think i think it's a good cast and i think Mm -hmm. the characters i mean they're all just kind of annoying archetypes but i just think at a point 
there is just not a balance of like the goods to just the things that just are off. I don't know how to describe it. Lady in the Water is just a weird movie. It's and it's it's his I most pretentious like, movie, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, like I he he like literally so plays badly. the the messiah but, of the planet. <laughs> Yeah, I like I really want to like it, but also at the same time, now that I'm speaking it out loud, I'm like, wait, do I really not like this movie? I remember I don't that know there's a I... lot of weird mumbo jumbo in there. Like, there's a lot of lines where people are like, "He's not the gatekeeper, keeper. He's actually the seeker." Oh, or something like yeah. like all the stakes and like what playing Quidditch. Yeah, it's 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 like he created this entire mythology and these different like terms that are supposed to have significance, but we don't as an audience really understand what any of it means. No. So it just sort of sounds like all of these great actors just sort of like speaking in like blah, 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 nonsense yeah. for two hours or however long that movie is. And yeah. that, that to me is just kind of like, like I check out, I checked out pretty quickly when I, I had never seen it before. And when I watched it, I was just yeah. like, this is, I, I don't understand anything what's going on because it's all this like dense mythology that like yeah. he has done no attempt to sort of like explain it's, the significance I would say, of it's what not a long or particularly deep movie i think it just kind of like meanders at points yeah um but like also at the same time i feel like so many people shit on this movie that i feel almost like defensive of it i think i defend the idea of this movie more than i defend the actual movie mm -hmm. or just kind of like Shyamalan's honor because i feel like this was kind of like this was definitely the point when people were like oh i don't think he has it anymore yeah this is and when it's it starts to go off the rails it, this, like, this was like the first really one i remember was straight like oh no it's panned. it's it's really yeah. really bad yeah yeah and i just felt like there was a lot more um just a lot more potential there mm -hmm. for something that really could have been like a cool bit of like like a folklore thriller yeah like a folk but also urban thriller i feel like there was a lot of uh potential there and then it just kind of went into like you said just kind of bullshit mumbo jumbo shit um and it just it just doesn't do much for so long that by the time it comes around to actually trying to be interesting emphasis on the word trying um you just don't care and none of what it kind of meanders around ever ends up meaning a goddamn thing mm -hmm. uh so yeah i just feel like i feel like this was also peak like m night shamalama ding dong territory where shit oh, started gosh. getting vaguely racist as well so like, not even vaguely <laughs> I, yeah i don't want to like I don't want to shit on this movie because I want to protect um, him for some reason. Uh, but also, I just, uh, yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. What do you think about the and happening? And I'm allowed to... Oh, what do I think about the happening? Interesting that you ask that. Um, well, I, I... Just kidding. Could you imagine if I was like, I think the happening is underrated and, like, actually good. I think oh if God. you you know get yourself um you know if you partake it's horrid it, but it's it's, it's horrid but <laughs> you could have is, a fun time if you like have a couple beers horrid. or you know partake in whatever substance you want you know i, I think there is fun to be had in the in the happening but it is it is to me lady in the water is kind of like like almost unwatchable like i i just become disinterested the happening is sort of like except for i do think it has like 
one or two like great shots and great see it, it teases every now and then with like a great movie but it is such a like silly movie that is so poorly cast and the that terrible cast Which is that <laughs> and like that's the thing that's the big thing with the happening too it's like i think with a lot of Shyamalan's casts you can really like be like okay that movie maybe wasn't great but like paul giamatti's always good mm-hmm. you know or like you know, oh, wow, it has a, you know, Jared Harris, like, young Jared Harris is in this, or, like, Sarita Chowdhury. But, like, this one, it was like, oh, yeah, I mean, the cast of this, you've got um, Mark Wahlberg as a teacher? Um, He's, like, a science I don't think professor Mark or something. Has, I don't think Mark Wahlberg has ever gotten anything better than a C in his entire life. It, it kind um, of looks like the whole performance is, like, he doesn't really understand what he's saying. <laughs> What? No, no, we're not going to kill. No, hey, it's just it's all off. It's like him trying to be like this, like weirdly like. It's like a it's like a alt right person's. Yeah, it is. It is like it is this alt right person's um, impression of like a beta male, but like an alpha male (laughs) impersonating a beta male. And it's like, that's all bullshit. But like. It just doesn't work. And, no. Like I don't, and I don't think it would have worked with the right cast if we're being real here. No, but that's no. just one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. Mark Wahlberg is a science teacher, and he's married to, um, <laughs> check just like checking the Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> okay, they have about um, as much chemistry as an an elevator. They have as much chemistry as his empty classroom does. As a science teacher, he has as much I, chemistry I was going to as... make a bad joke if they have as much chemistry as, like, an elevator does with a rock, which is to say, like, what? No. Those two things don't, like... Elevator? Th- no, that's those the are... next movie. He didn't direct that one. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, and, like, John Leguizamo was weird in it. Betty Buckley. I love Betty Buckley. I think she's fabulous. A wonderful Broadway actress. She played the t- uh, the gym teacher in the Brian De Palma Carey. I love her. She is so weird in this movie, and I don't know if it's a hundred percent the script. I think it. I think it is because she was good in Split, but like I just can't with this movie. It's so bad, and it just almost it just almost makes me sad because it's like you yeah. had a big budget and you could cast anyone you wanted for the most part. I mean, by two thousand eight, it was a little iffy, but your last film was Lady in the Water, which like everyone has a misstep. It's fine, I guess. Oh boy. Um there's probably a reason that not that many people wanted to sign on to this movie. And um Yeah, I just and also like it was his first R-rated film and while I do think there are a few moments of like Ugh, Remember how they so put pro- push that in the audience in the in the marketing like, like all the, posters, all the marketing I don't know if was, you remember was like Yes, I do. The first R-rated it's film from M. Night Shyamalan. The, yeah. the poster the R is in red yeah against the white credits on all of the posters it's like but then you like look at the r rating and it's like some disturbing images and it's like it could have been bloody so here's the thing here's one reason i don't like that happening also is there is a better film just like it for the most part and it is a japanese film by sion sono who has a film coming out later this year with um that premiered sundance with uh Nicolas Cage, uh, Prisoners in the Ghostland. He directed a film in 2000 called Suicide Club. It's also called Suicide Circle. I think that's what it's called originally in Japanese. And it is about, um, it's it's pretty stupid. It's a satire film, 
but it's mm-hmm. about uh these group of high schoolers who all start performing like mass suicides with each other and this um like police officer trying to figure out what's happening but it's like it is nasty as shit the opening scene is a group of like 50 schoolgirls like singing a really like upbeat like nursery rhyme and then jumping in front of a train and it shows every bit of it and i just think there that film is so much more disturbing scarier smarter and more aware of the fact that it's actually kind of pretty silly i mean it ends up being that like the world's biggest j-pop band was like implementing like subliminal messages to kill for kids to kill themselves it's like silly but it just Mm -hmm. works and i feel like the happening tries to do that and then like take it to a serious like climate yes thriller type thing about global warming it doesn't work it's awful it's just awful but it also is fucking hilarious it is really funny (laughs) and i think it's because it it takes itself so seriously that it is just so off from literally everything it's trying to do that it's absolutely hilarious um i feel really bad for everyone involved in it um but also that was a fun halloween that i watched this for the first time so i need i need to make a confession i'd i'd never seen the last airbender before okay and and i i had seen a few episodes of the animated series when i was younger yeah and i remember the movie coming out and people not liking it and that's probably why i didn't see it yeah. and i kind of went through all these years of my life thinking i'm sure it's bad but it's probably not it's probably like probably most of the people who say it's bad are saying it because they were like loved the the tv series and like the tv series is apparently so good and da 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 and and it's it's probably like an uninteresting movie but it's probably not like insufferable and so i fired it up and um this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen like like, the the hype of badness fully lives up to to how like yeah. un- it is unwatchable I do I, 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 I do not say that like lightly it is it is an unwatchable movie pretty much yeah um that was my approach too because I was like I never watched the show I'm sure everyone's just pissed about it because it's like a really bad adaptation but like right. I don't really care it's not that yeah. big of a deal like you know it's fine um I watched it kind of around the time of its release um and i haven't watched it since i really need to return to it but i do remember it being absolutely horrid well no i know but like to laugh at it um but it's i, I don't I, I couldn't even laugh at it like the happening i mean it was, it's just sort of like i mean i i'm sure this point has been like beaten to death but it really is like someone took an entire like three seasons of television and tried to put it into like a 90 minute movie and have just sort of like nothing makes sense everything's moving at such a like breakneck pace like like breakneck being an understatement it's like the kind of pace where you just sort of like trip on the sidewalk every time you're yeah. like trying to get up and like it, it, oh, it, oh okay <laughs> oh i have it i have it go go it has the it has the pace of the people's lifetimes in the movie old once they get to the beach yep that's that's pretty accurate <laughs> that's yeah. pretty accurate it, it's um, just like the entire time you're just sort of like why does any of this matter? Because the movie is not even doing the work to, it, it is sort of the cliff notes for, it is as though someone like 
did a movie adaptation of like cliff notes for an entire series yeah. of for an entire tv series and, and it's you, not and even just good like, looking what? yeah it looks really bad there's apparently like a lot of behind the scenes stories about how there were some production issues and they were going to be shooting on like actual locations but then had to be using like green screens and like yeah. gymnasiums in philadelphia and so like the movie looks terrible too there's obviously i the heard it had, a, it, I heard it had one of the worst 3d conversions as well it was kind of yeah. at the time of like let's just run it through a filter real quick yeah it was in that um, like post avatar year where like but not avatar needed. the last airbender no no <laughs> Yeah, it was just it's it's yeah. At I think least he he clearly understands this movie is like I mean he is someone who he is in starch defense of the happening is actually great, but people don't don't get that it's supposed to be silly, and we're like okay. But he he he's been pretty upfront about like this movie was a big a big miss, and yeah. um I don't I've I've heard a lot of stories um about. And I think there's a lot written out there about the like disastrous production this movie had, but um, yeah, I mean, one of the rare times when like the amount of stank on something is like one of the worst things ever made. Kind of lives up to. I mean, people are still fucking furious with him over this because, like, obviously, I think like Avatar has kind of gotten a second life on Netflix, um, and people really realized, like, oh, it wasn't just, like, a kid's show at the time. Like, this is genuinely one of the best TV shows, like, ever. I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's great. Um, but, like, people are still, like, you, like some people have physical reactions to the word Shyamalan because of that. And I think it is both warranted, but also, like, I don't really take, like, I don't fully take, like, a corporate, uh like a corporatized sanitized version as like an auteur's vision i don't think he wanted it to yeah. end up that way but no. also at the same time there are a lot of parts of it that are like it's kind of hard to defend from, you from the stories i read is it was a lot of like uh, from a corporate level a lot of people at the studio and producers and people other than Shyamalan working on the movie like fundamentally didn't but there was still fault to be found in Shyamalan as well oh yes it wasn't just there was I mean it was kind of like the the gears were off at literally every level it wasn't one variable messing it all up it was everything um which is a shame for the people who wanted something like that or to like have a series i mean they're trying to make that series at netflix now of like avatar and they were doing it with the original creators and then the creators left again because of creative differences so i don't think literally anyone can do this if they wanted to it's not yeah dark period but also i don't really care enough about it to like feel too heavily on it but also i can at least feel heavily enough that i do at least recognize that it is horrid do you have any kind of even if i'm just not in my feelings like my i'm not in my feelings about it i'm not like physically angry maybe if i watched the show and then immediately followed it up with watching the film i would feel that but i don't really feel like doing that so yeah um do you have any kind of notable feelings about after earth after earth is the one that's just sort of like a shrug like 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 we said it's more of like a director for higher job i remember it being pretty terrible it 
kind of starting my worry about Will Smith's career. I, I think it's just kind of like a yeah. dull, uninteresting movie, but it's way more of a Will Smith vehicle than it is like a, sh- a quintessential Shyamalan movie. Yeah, definitely. And I think it was just, I think it was at that time when Shyamalan was really trying to, or not Shyamalan, it was at a time when Will Smith was like, trying to kind of establish himself and his family as kind of like America's first not first family because obviously that was the Obamas at the time but like like America's celebrity royal family and it's like Mm -hmm. we can do everything we can act we can screen write we can produce we can sing we can do all these things and After Earth was kind of one of the first like real projects that involved one of the kids heavily i mean there was like the pursuit of happiness but like there i don't think there was like the karate kid remake with Jaden that was apparently a big hit but like will smith wasn't in that and this was like a big Mm. like oh father son movie that's really serious that isn't just like a vehicle for will smith this is actually more of a vehicle for Jaden smith and it was like okay cool well will smith wrote it Shyamalan helped write it with other people and produce it and all that it's like, okay, well, he, you know, obviously, wow, one night Shyamalan believes in him. He hasn't had a thing in a while, like a big thing in a while, but it's a big, uh, big genre departure for him. So maybe he'll really like find a new life in this new type of film. Um, and I don't think After Earth is like unwatchably bad in the sense of like The Last Airbender, but oh my God, it's so dull. It's so boring. It is, is it, it is at least, I think, pretty looking like i don't think it's an ugly film but it's really overly glossy i believe david cronenberg's go-to cinematographer shot it yeah um so like i think it's i think it's it looks pretty and i mean sony knows how to make a pretty looking movie you know but oh my god it's so silly at some points and also like just the world it builds is so hollow of Mm -hmm. like we need to put out are big like you know like post-apocalyptic is so in right now and also we need to like establish ourselves with relevance and like that we really are like what america wants to see and then it's like no it's actually really bad and um you should not have done this maybe kind of let your kids do their own thing and maybe they'll find their way which i think after after earth they kind of did, and now you get that. I think Jaden is pretty interesting, I guess. Sure. Um, but also, uh, Willow Willow Smith is doing really cool with her like punk music right now. Uh, but like, I think once they kind of started letting their kids do their own thing, uh, and once Will Smith kind of stepped back a little bit, that was when I think things got a little better. But After Earth was definitely the uh, the low point of yeah maybe maybe we just don't care maybe so so then then Shyamalan kind of I think gets back to his roots with doing I I during I guess we'll call this his kind of like his comeback era with that I feel like we're in now where he has just gotten back to doing kind of like the universal Blumhouse like yeah cool low broad budget genre movies that are not for the most part not trying to be anything more than just like fun genre movies um yeah I I I think this this I've I've been more interested in seeing his movies during this period. And like I said, I haven't loved all of them. We kind of talked about the two other unbreakable sequels 
Um, yeah. I guess now is a time to talk about The Visit, which is the found footage movie he did that is was kind of like his comeback to the horror genre. And then yeah. his most recent movie, Old. Um, I, I'm curious. I did not rewatch The Visit. I remember being a little bit mixed yeah. on it at the time, like thinking, oh, okay, he's getting back into his groove. But I think at that point, this was kind of at the end of the found footage era. And I think I was just so sick of those movies that I yeah. was like... I'm I'm like that aspect of it kind of um, annoyed me, but I'd be curious yeah. to rewatch it. Cause I have read a lot of things recently of like people saying, no, that's actually like one of his better movies. And like, he's finding some interesting ways to do kind of like very formal visual filmmaking in this under the guise of like a very informal visual style. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do when's the last time you've seen it? Um, probably when i saw it in theaters yeah yeah um, i guess same with me i thought it was fine i thought it was like pretty i call it like a like a control variable of like mm-hmm. all right this is m night Shyamalan's like comeback to the genre all this and then i think it pretty much falls relatively squarely in the middle for me in the sense of like yeah yeah it's pretty solid it's it's definitely more of like a horror film uh than his last couple things it also is like a comedy also, it is. I, I do remember it being kind of unexpectedly like really funny in places. Yeah, but I also didn't find a lot of it very funny. Like the whole time when he had to like eat the diaper, <laughs> I wanted to like kill myself. I hated it. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. So there was like really, um, there were just a lot of like tonal things with it where I'm like, mm, but also when it like tries to be scary, it actually mm-hmm. really succeeds. It's mm-hmm. one, you know. Uh, again, I'm not crazy about the, like, the found footage aspect of it, but, like, I think the cast is pretty good. Catherine Hahn, uh, is in it, which I don't think would happen now with the trajectory of her career, which is, I think, both a good and also, like, maybe do some small things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's solid, it's decent, it's nowhere near my favorite, but it's not bad i think it definitely like reestablished him of like okay he has something interesting to do it doesn't or like to say it doesn't Mm -hmm. always work but it's interesting again it felt a little bit like him kind of getting his his mojo back and you know to kind of like tie it in a little bit to old like like, i'm so sorry let me like not try to like bombard you with all this lore and connection and stuff let me just like make a movie yeah, like old to me was I I walked out having had a fun time and thinking that it had problems but that this a, a similar feeling to signs that which we talked about earlier of like this is to me like a quintessential like all of his strengths and weaknesses on screen and is is like a pretty solidly fun experience I think his the way he writes characters and the the way he directs actors and the sort of behavior that people uh it really fit for the visit in terms of like oh yeah like you want to think that something is off like that's kind of the point of it all here to where it's really uncanny and robotic and almost alien even though it's kind of like none of those things um and i just don't think it like has to try quite as hard to like keep your attention or impress you and i think that's that's something that i think Shyamalan got preoccupied I think with kind of the dog and pony show of like being the twist director and then Mm -hmm. 
I think the visit is one. I think a lot of people forget there's actually kind of a twist to it, but also yeah, like there's definitely a twist. It's but it's not so ingrained as like the thing of the film that mm. marketed it, and I think that was where you found more of the um the just balance of it all, even if it's not always balanced with like things that always work. Yeah. But I think it definitely it. I saw it mostly as like that first step back of like hey guys i'm gonna like test the water here i'm gonna see if y'all are like willing to take me back or not um and i think he he proved himself enough to where split i then think came around and was like oh yeah no Shyamalan's got it and then glass was like mm, Shyamalan's definitely still got a little bit of Shyamalan in him though and then old came around and i think was like yeah a little bit more of like a a campier like straight up horror film but still yeah as as, as i was kind of saying like i I think it old showcases i think some of his his weaknesses still Mm -hmm. when it comes to to writing people and kind of what i was saying of like the behavior of like how people talk to each other and like interact with situations some of it makes sense to the movie and then there's other times where i was like why are you telling this person this or like why are you making this decision um but even still, like, walking out being like, that, I mean, he is a, a master at visual storytelling, and yep. there he, you feel like he has total command over the visual medium of this movie and knows exactly the, the right shot choice, right framing decision for every single inch of this movie. There is, like, not one, um, you know not one shot not one image that he has not sort of like thought of how 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 is this conveying um how can this best convey the information of the scene in a suspenseful manner and or sort of convey kind of the the inner fear and anxiety of uh the characters so um that's mike jalakis he he really i think is one of the better genre uh cinematographers today with like it follows and he did us and old like you know he's he's done quite a bit but i think like yeah i i had a fun time that's, I, that's my I, old my my old review is like it's not really, great but i had a fun time i liked old a lot actually um i think the ending was a little bit and i'm not gonna spoil it because it is so new it i don't Um, think it's a spoiler to say it kind of has a return of the king problem of it ends about like three or four different times and every time i thought it was ending i went to go get up from my seat and people's like oh no we still have another scene okay (laughs) and then i think it ends in terms of just like straight editing at a very awkward place where i'm like Mm -hmm. oh of all of the times that's when we're cutting that's when we're done here okay cool whatever um but i thought everything else relatively worked well i thought it it did kind of divulge into like a little bit more ridiculous than it already was near the end but also Mm -hmm. i was pretty much sold on the ridiculousness of it all um i think it is one of if not shaman's best cast in a very very long time i think Mm -hmm. there is a lot of like different energies at play here i think vicky creeps or creeps or however you pronounce her name i'm so sorry i don't speak luxembourgish um is really good in it um but i also think again there is this really really uncanny feeling with it where it just feels off from the start before things even get into like come into play mm-hmm. supernaturally or whatever you want to describe all that it's it's just kind of like oh 
no, these, this isn't how people act. And I think that that builds up to something later on in the story where, yeah, no one really knows how to act in a situation like this. Mm -hmm. So uh, I like that kind of separate, really, again, like I said, uncanny feeling. And I actually happen to have read the graphic novel for this film, too. How Uh, how similar and or different is it? um so sandcastle is it's it's swiss like swiss belgian i think i'm not 100 percent sure it's weird it is incredibly strange it's a lot more explicit in terms of just like the nudity of it all like mm-hmm. obviously like with the i mean it's it's not a spoiler you see it in the the film that one of the children like the children's sex drive start to like kick in and like one of the kids gets pregnant um it's just i actually like, thought the way that uh the dad kind of like is having the conversation with the the boy and the boy yeah. the, the boy who's now in the body of like a 20 some year old yeah is is like i thought it would take like 10 times or something he's like no it only takes what what where did you hear that? No, it only but takes also, once. But also, like, he was only, like, five when he got right. there, so how would he know? Exactly. Like, it's just, it, it brings up a lot of these really interesting things of, like, yeah, it's scary that, like, we're aging really quickly, but also there are these, like, weird little idiosyncrasies that come of, like, figuring out, like, the weird things that happen if you were to age quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it pretty much matches that. I do find the graphic novel... Um, the graphic novel doesn't have much of what the third act does. It's just so kind there of isn't the first quite two. the big uh, explanation. No, 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 no. It it just is what it is, and it's really dark and really um, just kind of nihilistic in that sense. And uh, for that, I was actually kind of impressed by how much he stuck to it because I remember when I was reading the graphic novel, I was like, "Ain't no way." Mm-hmm. Ain't no way that Universal is letting M. Night Shyamalan direct this as an entire film. And in a sense, I was a little bit right. But it kept more than I expected. Um, and yeah, and again, coming back to it, I just think like there are a lot of like good performances hidden in this film. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people aren't talking about like Abby Lee in this. A, I don't think a lot of people knew she was in this, but like I like that everyone gets to keep their foreign accents on this film, except for her. She's like, no, I'd like to be a Jersey housewife. Uh, and it's just, it, it's just interesting. And it's got that campiness to it. Like it doesn't take itself super seriously. No, it's, but it it's, also... it's a very, it's a very, 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 very silly movie, which I think lets everyone knows though. Right. I, I it, think it, like it, it let no me have a little is... bit more fun with it. No one is under the impression that this movie is, like, heavily, like, meaningful and all these things. Mm. And it's, like, it's got a cool little, you know, the twist is, there. I wouldn't even call it a twist. I wouldn't Uh, say there's necessarily a twist, just as, like, the movie movie kind of needs to hold your hand at some point and give you an an explanation as to what's really going on and sort of, like, wrap things up in a neat bow. And, like, a plot point that simply isn't discussed in a trailer does not a twist make, you know? Um, So, I just think, I just really liked it. I think it's one of his better films in a very long time. I know it has been polarizing because I know that I am definitely on the upper end of things. And I have seen friends bars that have given it like one star. And yeah, I'm like, this sucks shit. And I'm like, you know what? I can't really argue with that. I, uh, and at this point, that's kind of just what I want from Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't think everything has to be perfect, but 
let me tell you, people are talking about this movie, and I think a lot of enough people have liked it to, you know, kind of take away from it that Shyamalan still does like have something in him, and I feel like he's had to prove that so many freaking times at this point that it's just like, what else do you want? But also, you know, there's still there's still that writer of the happening in there, mm-hmm. but I also think we are getting more of like writer of signs and the village a little bit it's not it's still not afraid to be silly but i do think that he's taking himself especially in the scope of like as a horror director because i think this is kind of one of his more horror heavy films as opposed to just being a thriller Mm -hmm. uh i think it works and i really liked it i like seeing a lot of again the cast reminds me a lot of the cast of the village of like you know like gal garcia bernal rufus sewell uh like they all are pretty established but then you have like the kind of character actor darlings and like people who are up and coming like obviously like abby lee alex wolf thomas and mckenzie is like really about to have a a big yeah she's really having a good time eliza scanlon just like in a small role in this i don't know if that was just like a scheduling thing or what but i'm like girl you were in little women and sharp objects and like you just you just keep showing up in these things. I see you. Um, yeah, I, yeah think, I just, I, I think, liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I think the last thing I could just say before wrapping us up is, you know, to piggyback off of what you said of like the somewhat divisive reactions we've been seeing is like, you know, it is, it is a, it is a quintessential him movie. And of like, but, I, 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 and, yeah. and of like, I like that he, he, for better or for worse, depending on how you want to look at it, he is, you know he under he still has all of the quirks and all of the 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 skills all the faults that that are have like held with him throughout his entire career and it doesn't feel like um you know the, the, it feels like a movie that could have only come from him and maybe that yeah. it makes me a little bit more willing to kind of like have fun with it and sort of um acknowledge the parts of it that didn't work for me but 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 mm-hmm. still have a pretty good time of just of like well he's it's an M Night Shyamalan movie and of like if if yeah. you're if you're annoyed by the M Night Shyamalan experience then like this is that and if you It's not going to give you anything different right, like, don't right. expect he, like a grand reinvention he's really like leaning into it now but i think he knows how to balance it a little bit better i think he's kind of come into his own a little bit and he's still wild and crazy with it but you know i think well, it definitely is is leaning you know a little bit more into like the i guess ridiculousness of it all but mm-hmm. i you know i see a lot with these reviews the divisive reviews where people will literally be like i hated this movie for this reason and then i'll go into my review and it's like I love this movie for literally the reasons that the person before said they hated it. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I can't argue with it and I'm cool with it. I'm not so much. So now like where I'm like, people are wrong about this. It's just like, no, we've literally gotten to the point now where M night Shyamalan, it's just, you're either with it or you are absolutely not. And I don't think that there is like a hierarchy of, uh, I don't think anyone's smarter or like more superior for thinking one or the other. Yeah. Well, Hunter, thank you for for joining this week. We will have to have you back more in the coming months. Is there, is there something coming up that you're like w- wanting to wanting to dig into on the uh, mic? I don't know if anything that's like. Relevant. You want you want to talk about Matt Damon's accent in Stillwater? 
No, I really don't. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you, I really don't want to. That's one movie that I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all have that. I really don't need that in my life. Um, I mean, there's so much coming up in uh, like. It'll coming, be a fun fall. And the yeah, in the coming months, you know, I'm definitely very excited for like Halloween. No time to die is obviously a big one. Dear Evan um, Hansen. Fuck you. Um like Titan, I'm super fucking excited for that. Um but like there's just a lot of good like a lot of good lot. genre movies coming yeah, out. Antlers and... and Last Night in Soho come out the same day. Please have me on for that episode. I asked you far in advance. We'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Resident Evil. Like shit that, you know, I don't really want to talk about, but I'm excited for 